Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Tonight, Daniel Adams, how you doing, bro? What's going on, man? It's so good to be back, man. I'm happy. I can't wait to see what Jesus is going to do. Bro, what's up to everybody tuning in? Thank you for being on. I know you're live right now on TikTok. I see your silver play button in the back. I know my chat is going to be so mad at me because they've been begging me to hang mine up for so long. And I, I just, the way my studio is set up, I can't. But dude, it looks amazing. I'm so proud of you, bro, that you're just nailing it online. You're bringing, man, what, I'm, what I've been seeing, you know, God is doing and raising up these ministries that are bringing awareness to deliverance, bringing awareness to the spiritual realm and setting people free. Like there's so few people doing it. And so for me, I see a lot of criticism in the body of Christ towards what you do what i do deliverance ministry miracle ministry for me man it's fuel to keep going like i know we're making those religious devils mad and i just want to keep going after and so man i would love for you for all the new people that are watching there's about three thousand on right now that maybe don't know your testimony don't know where you come from share some of what god is doing share some of your testimony and kind of just what you've been up to and what you're seeing god do Yeah, man, I would say just like you were experiencing full-blown revival, there's a hunger in the earth that's incredible. We're seeing, I mean, we're seeing the full gospel, man. We're seeing it all. Repentance, salvation, baptisms in the Holy Ghost, deliverance, healings, miracles. People, you know, they associate people like us with deliverance hardcore. But at the end of the day, man, we're seeing it all. I mean, we're we're literally, I'm even seeing an increase in, in the miraculous and we're seeing creative miracles in the meetings and stuff. Now it's only increasing. It's getting stronger. God is pouring his spirit out in an incredible way, man. And it's humbling, man. And I, you know, I'm just thankful to Jesus for choosing someone like me to, to do something in this hour, you know, with the story that I have. With that being said, just real quick, my name's Daniel Adams. For all you guys who don't know, I'm an ex-cage fighter, man. I got quite the story in Christianity. I've had the ups and downs. I've been in brokenness uh, growing up, you know, come from a divorced family experienced the drug life and chasing things that I shouldn't be chasing, you know, went into law enforcement after that. From law enforcement, became a cage fighter. Um, You know, I I just, I got pursued uh, by Jesus as a cage fighter, actually. I had an encounter with the Lord incredibly in 2011, where I had a dream of him returning to earth. And uh, I was helping a guy load cargo planes of people and the soldiers in America. America was destroyed. I saw Jesus return to the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem and go sit in the temple. And that woke me up, man, and I didn't know a whole lot about it. And then, of course, time went on, and I was still kind of living in a crazy way. In 2013, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in my shower, and that just rocked my life, man. And I was one of those guys, Isaiah, that was totally against speaking in tongues and the power of God. I, I was one of those guys, man, but I believe the devil was powerful, you know, but I grew up in that, you know, old school Baptist teaching. You know, I was one of those holiday Christians. My parents took me there during the holidays, and I didn't know much else. And, of course, I had my summer camps and stuff that I went to, but I didn't know anything about the power of God, man. And it wasn't until I had people coming into my life and other ministers just supernaturally encountering me in, like, 24-hour fitness when I was a personal trainer. You know, a deliverance minister actually brought me all these books, man. And I, I just started reading these books, and God just was chasing me down in twenty around 2012, 2013. And then after that, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, man, and... You know, if I could say everything got rosy and nice and rainbows after that, it didn't. I've, I've been through, I've been through the ringer, man, with uh, with the devil throughout this walk. You know, I've 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 experienced a lot of awesomeness with the Holy Spirit, 
And I've also, you know, I've had my transgressions and my mess ups in my life too in Christianity, but I've, I've seen God's faithfulness. I've experienced his mercy in my life. I understand mercy better than most. I understand his grace better than most. And, and here's the thing. I'm not talking about grace that, that will allow me to stay Come a certain on. way or allow me to stay in sin. No, I've experienced that grace and mercy that will force you. And I say force, it will force you into a place of change. So that's who I, and that's why I'm, I think that's why I'm like I am today, man, because I understand godly sorrow, I understand mercy. I understand grace because I've had to have it in my life, you know? So I'm, um, that's pretty much uh, my story, man. Here I am today. You know, 2016, I saw a great outpour of God's power through my life. And then, of course, I went into the refining season right after that. God will do that sometimes. He'll give you highlights of what's to come. You know, so for all you young preachers, you might be experiencing something. You might feel you go in the desert and lost it all. You ain't lost it all. God's just showing you what's coming. And uh, then, of course, you know, we had the social media blow up, man, in 2020 when 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 the COVID hit and stuff. And it just it, it, it honestly was a blessing to people like me. You know, it actually social media became a huge blessing. We experienced the social media revival. I jumped on the wave with people like you, man. And. You know, here we are today, man. And it's also launched me into the United States. I've been traveling, you know, here in 2022. I'm planning to probably try my best to hit all 50 states and, Come on. you know, just, just bring revival, man. And that's my heart right now. So that's who I am, man, in a nutshell. My whole testimony is actually on my YouTube page if you guys want to listen to it. I, there's so much to my story, but I'm just a man who was broken who needed the love of Jesus Christ in his life, who comes from so much mess, man. And here I am today with his mercy and grace, giving another shot. I got what I call the Rocky story of Christianity, <laughs> but here I am, man. So that's who I am in a nutshell, brother. I love it, bro. I want to ask you, so you're, you're, you know, you do deliverance, you see miracles, you post a lot of deliverance content as well as I do. Like what got you started? Tell me your first story of deliverance. What got you started in deliverance ministry? And then maybe yeah. even like, I remember my first story of deliverance. I'll save just barely a few days. And like, literally, bro, I was like choking this lady. I thought like you literally had to like choke a demon out because her mouth was open. I'm like, something's coming out. And so I was like, I didn't know anything. I was just saved. I just knew, you know, we could cast out devils. I have this embarrassing story as my first deliverance story where I'm literally on top of this lady. I know it sounds so crazy. I hate sharing this, but like choking her. I'm like, come out. I know you're in there, but I just had this radical, like radically saved from being just crazy out there in the world, atheist to now casting out devils and praise the Lord. I learned like you don't jump on top of people and choke them and like literally fight the demons out of them. But that was my introduction to deliverance ministry. I knew it was real from then on. And for me, I guess I would say I didn't really, there was never really an emphasis. I always believed it, did it. There would be seasons where I was like really rampant and doing a lot of deliverance. And then I would kind of like just preach, preach, travel. And then as of August of 2020, the Lord was just like, dude, you need to raise up these spiritual warriors. And like, I feel like there's something happening right now. I just feel the Holy Ghost right now in the body of Christ where God is raising up warriors, where God is raising up these end time soldiers that honestly don't care what religion has to say. Don't really need permission from the religious guard for so long. We've always needed permission from the religious leaders of the church and they had to invite us now god's like i'm raising up these warriors and some of them are inside the church but there's a lot of them that are outside the church that are just kind of done with this organized status quo dead religious christianity that are like we want to see the power of god and we're seeing revival break out in homes revival break out in marriages revival families like last night i'm on the call with this young man 14 years old 
Parents don't go to church. Family's not saved. Finds our videos on TikTok. Gets saved. Now is watching the broadcast. Like these people are just out of nowhere. God is saving them and, and rescuing them. And so tell me a little bit about your journey to deliverance, your boldness. Like everybody watching that knows you knows like you are bold. You don't care what people think. You just go for it, man. You confront those demons. So talk to us a little bit about some of that boldness and, and where you get that from. Yeah, man. Well, you know, Jesus met me in a cage fighter mentality, you know, so I came out of that and I became a personal trainer in 20, uh, around 2013, I became a personal trainer and I actually opened my own personal training studio. So it was in the personal training studio while I was training one of the female clients there, she manifested a demon for the first time. And Come what on. it was is I was watching like old school Christian videos, man. This is when I was on YouTube and I'm watching all these ministers you know, I'm watching Benny with his jacket in his hand doing crazy stuff, man. And I'm just catching faith from all these people that are on there. And I know people are biased about that. But anyway, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I don't even I don't even care what they think. It got me faith. So that's all I care about. Yeah. And, and anyway, I was um, standing there, man. And I was I was what I called releasing the anointing from my hand. I thought, hey, the glory is coming out, man. It's in my hand. And I didn't even know anything about the Bible that the glory of God, like in Habakkuk 2, and the glory of God proceeds from the right hand, you know, of God. So I was holding my hand out, man, and I was just saying, hey, do you feel that? And while I was doing that, demons started manifesting in people mm. as I was just holding my hand like this. And I didn't realize it was a demon at first because it was like uh, the first demon I dealt with was like a Santeria demon in somebody. Mm. So the thing starts dancing and moving and like, and I'm like, oh man, it's the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't until somebody came up to me and said, hey, bud, I don't think that's uh, that's on. the Holy Ghost. And then I changed my mind on it and I said, oh, let me go in this way. And I started casting it out and she started getting delivered and puking and all that good stuff, man. And uh, there was many, many more after that, bro. It's like when I got activated, I got activated. You know, God kind of did something interesting with me. I think the gift of faith was active in my life before anything else was. You know, I just mm. I just be I just believed at a young age. I was 23 when that stuff started happening and I'm 33 right now. So it's been 10 years of this stuff, you know, <laughs> pretty wild. But that was yeah. the first time I experienced it. So, yeah. And I would say once your eyes get open to it, the spiritual realm, you can never go back to normal like you could never. And this is one warning I want to give some of you guys that are getting in and listening to our stuff. Like once your eyes are opened it's so hard to go back thinking that everything's in the natural. You know, the Bible says we're fighting guys, invisible forces, supernatural beings. The Bible calls them spirits without bodies, personalities without bodies, persons, the living Bible says in Ephesians 6, persons with no bodies. And so there's absolutely right now, there's a war going on, guys. There's a battle going on. And one thing I know that the devil doesn't want to be is he doesn't want to be called out. He doesn't want to be confronted. He doesn't want to be exposed and he doesn't want us to know he's working in people. So as tonight you say, why are you talking about Jezebel why are you talking about confusion why are you talking about all these different spirits we're calling them out we, we're exposing them how can you fight an enemy that you don't even know is there like how can we fight something that hasn't been exposed that hasn't been revealed and so tonight we're putting every demonic power on notice come on help me tonight chat we're putting every demonic spirit on notice and we're letting the enemy know he can't hide any longer he can't stay hidden any longer there's things that have been hidden in your life some of you that have been dealing with these sins for years whether it's addiction whether it's bitterness whether it's jealousy resentment and nobody's called it out tonight we're calling out the spirit of jezebel tonight we're calling out the spirit of anger tonight we're calling out the spirit of the antichrist tonight we're calling out the spirit of religion god is going to and i prophesy this over you 
God is going to pull the cover on these demonic spirits. I believe we're in a time where God is giving the church strategy to make war against these spirits. And so tonight, we're going to expose. And I want to say this to some of you. Don't defend demons. Stop defending demons by saying, oh, we shouldn't talk about that. Oh, we shouldn't say this. Oh, we shouldn't go there. Oh, we shouldn't do this. I think, man, so for so long, pastors and leaders have defended the devil, have defended the enemy, saying, we don't want to talk about him. Yet Jesus, we're constantly seeing his ministry starting in Mark 1 with casting out devils in the synagogue. Like these people weren't outside the church. One thing I found is most of the people that need deliverance I'm dealing with are those that are in the church that have been there for years that say, Isaiah, I've had this issue for years. I can't get rid of, I can't deal with, I've had this demonic spirit. And so as we confront them, be expecting deliverance tonight. Maybe you're already manifesting. Maybe the power of God's already touching in your home. Maybe you have a friend or family there watching with you. Get ready for deliverance to break out in your family. If your wife and you are watching your husband and wife, and you guys are watching right now, and your wife starts manifesting, man up and do deliverance on her. Maybe your husband starts manifesting. Start casting that devil out of him. Like what Daniel just said, man, he jumped right into it. That was the same thing that happened to me. We have to stop waiting around for more revelation and more teaching, and we just have to do it. The only way you're going to learn is by just doing it. And so I really believe, man, there's a boldness that God is releasing on the body of Christ. This coward spirit, this weak spirit, I'm just going to call it as it is, this soft spirit that pastors have, that they're not, they're not willing to confess front these things they're not willing to go against these things like how much longer as the body of Christ are we going to remain in bondage how much longer are we going to allow the enemy to run a circus in our churches how much longer are we going to tolerate these demonic spirits Jezebel is one of these spirits that we've tolerated in the body of Christ we've allowed her to do whatever she wants and I want to touch on what you said is like you know, a lot of times in the church, we'll see manifestations of a demonic spirit and we call it the Holy Ghost. Like we just, yeah. we've gone so long without knowing who the Holy Spirit is. We'll see people literally barking like a dog and we'll call that the Holy Ghost. Or we'll see people, now I'm not saying the Holy Ghost can't make you shake. The Bible says the mountains shake at the presence of God. But a lot of times I see uncontrollable laughter, uncontrollable shaking. I, that's demonic a lot of times like, and we don't have that discernment to say that's a demonic spirit and confront that demonic spirit. A lot of you, you've never seen the devil confronted in your church. You've never had a demon confronted in you. And so you just live thinking it's normal to be anxious. It's normal to be depressed. It's normal to be suicidal. But we're here to tell you, you want to know what normal? Normal is deliverance. Normal is freedom. Normal is going to be, and I prophesy this over you, it's going to be waking up with peace, waking up with joy, waking up with wholeness, waking up with healing. I believe there's a new normal coming to the body of Christ and it's called freedom. God wants to set us free. And so I think we need to start making deliverance, bro, the norm. You have, a, your ministry is the supernatural life. Like this is a call for us to live this life. And I think we've just, man, we've come in so short with this natural dead Christianity that never ever actually walks out the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, we're living, we're living in some times where, where we can't, the, the church as usual, it can't continue to go on. on. And I was preaching, I was preaching this the other day, man. I said, it's time for us to wake up. And I, I, I had a, a, a saying on the, well, I had a title that said that the church has the answer to society's problems. And it does. I believe revival is the answer to everything. That's Come me on. personally. But the revival is not something you stay and you pray for for three more years. No, it's something Come that on. in this day and time we have to become. 
So it's either we, it's either you're going to stand up, you're going to be awake, you're going to you're going to stand against the the darkness, you're going to stand against what the principalities are doing, you're going to stand in front of government officials, and you're going to say no to this, or are we going to bend? And that's I believe that's why God is raising up people outside of the church walls because He knows that there's been leaders for too long. Uh, constraining people, and people have been trying to do deliverance. They've been trying to evangelize. They've been trying to go out, and they've been restricted. And what's happened now is exactly what you said. God has raised up things that they can't, people that they can't control. The anointing mm. is resting on people that they can't go stop. And what now? What I hear, and it's happening to some of the forerunners in my ministry. They come to me often, and they go, "Daniel, my church is persecuting me right now. My pastor is persecuting me because they say there. This is the literal words, Isaiah. There's a deli- a phony." Del- deliverance thing going on right now that needs to stop and it's causing the church to look bad. That was the exact words almost almost to a T, the exact words they're hearing from pastors in some churches. Now, not all pastors, but some pastors in some churches are literally calling this movement a, a almost a demonic movement that's glorifying the devil. And I'm like, no, people are being healed. Miracles are happening. Come on. Uh, lives are being changed. We're seeing deliverances that are lasting. Like you cannot come against this, man. It's impossible. There's it's it's out of their control now, and it's making the religious pharisaical spirit mad because they know they know what's happening and and they can't control it and it's bothering them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say too, like, you know, you have a lot of these guys that are not doing anything for God. I'm like, you're not, you've never prayed for anybody. You've never made a disciple. You've never cast out a devil. These are all the things Jesus commands us to do. And while you do nothing, we're doing the best that we can to do all that we can to what the Bible says. But here's the thing I've I've come to realize is like, they're trying so hard to squirm out of it. But at the end of the day, it goes back to what did Jesus do? Did Jesus, here's a question of the hour. Did he cast out devils? Did he confront the devil? Did he confront darkness? Did he call demons out of people? Did he, Mark, I believe is 138 or 139. The Bible says he went from, this is the start of his ministry. He went from synagogue to synagogue, casting out devils. Like, what was he doing? He didn't even say he went, he went healing the second thing. He went casting out devils. So you go to these leaders and pastors that stifle the move of God. The reality is this. They're mad that we're doing it because they're not doing it. And so instead of right. humbling themselves and say, I need to learn about this. I want to see God move. Because there's, of course, there's so many pastors and leaders that are hungry for revival, hungry for deliverance. They're learning, they're training, they're watching right now. We love them. We appreciate them. You know, we're, we're plugged into churches. We preach at churches. Like we're not biting the hand that feeds us. We love the body of Christ. But for him, there is a cancer called religion. And I want to say this, it's a demonic spirit. And I would go as far to say, is Jezebel is running these churches. Jezebel is running these ministries telling us we don't need deliverance. Like what would say, would God, is there any verse where God says don't do deliverance? Is there any verse where God says don't talk about the deliverance? Is there any verse where God says don't confront the devil? So what would cause people to not want to do deliverance? Demonic spirits. It's the Jezebel spirit that gets up in the ear of the pastor and starts controlling, just like she did Ahab. She starts controlling the move of God. She starts shutting down. And this is what I found, bro, the Jezebel spirit does. The Jezebel spirit usually is not always in the senior pastor, but she's in the senior pastor's ear. Whenever I deal with leaders and pastors that are like, we don't know. They're all on fire for God. They want revival. And then all of a sudden they change. All of a sudden they no longer want revival. They no longer want deliverance. It's 95% time I've come to find 
it's an associate pastor it's a children's pastor it's a youth pastor it's one of the board members that owns a restaurant but doesn't have a prayer life it's one of these people in the church gets in their ear and is like i don't know about that i don't know if we should what are the new people going to think what are they going to say and it's going to be inconvenient that's a spirit of jezebel trying to control the men of god that god is raising up the spirit of jezebel that's trying to come against the elijah's in this hour and i'm telling jezebel like i'm talking right to her tonight no longer are you going to shut the prophets down no longer are you going to shut the move of god down how about this pastors leaders christians instead of shutting the move of god down shut jezebel down like tell jezebel tonight shut up i'm tired of dealing with you i'm tired of tolerating you i'm tired of allowing that spirit in my life friend if you're if you're getting around these people that are trying to shut down your praise shut down your worship shut down your passion i said this on sunday bro anytime you hear it doesn't take all that that's a demonic spirit speaking anytime you hear we don't need deliverance that's a demonic spirit speaking anytime you hear well we need to be careful of what of people getting set free of people getting delivered like there's nothing to be careful about we need to let the people of god be who god has called them to be i know i'm just i'm just punching i'm punching religion so hard in the face tonight we need to stop letting this demonic power jezebel is a religious spirit like the spirit of religion jezebel they're best friends they want to shut the people of god down they want to shut the move of god down i'm not saying we need to have this persecution complex but we need to rise up as the body of christ and like again i'm going to say something very controversial here but look you got isaiah seldom and daniel adams together like what what else do you guys expect from us like you leave your church I know pastors say, we can't tell people to leave their church. Why not? If you're at a place where the spirit of Jezebel is running that church, where the spirit of religion and control is running that church, where they're quenching the move of God, where they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, go find a place, tell your pastor, thank you, love you, appreciate you, but I'm going to go find a place where the Holy Spirit's welcomed. Like, we don't let the Holy Ghost do his thing. When the Holy Spirit shows up, people get delivered. When the Holy Spirit shows up, people get healed. So for me, let me just go personal here. If the Holy Ghost isn't moving or... Or let me just say this, allowed to move in a church. Like, look, if the pastor doesn't have all together, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I want the God to move. I'll stay there because they're allowing the Holy Spirit. If you're at a place, they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to move. It's time to pack up your family. It doesn't matter if they have a better arcade and a big gym and a big restaurant in the church. Pack up your family and go find a place where you can experience revival, where the Holy Spirit's allowed to move. I would rather be in a church of 30 people that want the Holy Ghost than 3,000 that don't want the Holy Ghost. So I really believe, man, we we are so soft as preachers and leaders that we're afraid to tell people these things, but we're, we're confronting it tonight. We're dealing with tonight. Spirit of Jezebel, I know you deal with it. I deal with it. What are some other things that you've seen that Spirit of Jezebel do, whether it's in your own ministry, because I know Jezebel loves being in the ministry, whether it's the people you do deliverance on, what are some characteristics you've been seeing? Well, one of the one of the biggest things that always tips me off is seduction, right? And it's not always some, some people always think she's going to come in a red dress and lipstick and eyeshadow, right? She doesn't always come that way. It's a characteristic of seduction, mm. and it's it's subtle seduction. I've learned, and I've just learned it from experience, being bit by it in my own life, being controlled by it in my own life. I I, I kind of got an understanding that most don't get to have an understanding of the spirit and how she works, you know. I've noticed that it's the small seduction. She slowly works her way in. Come you on. know, she'll she'll throw little pandy things there at people and 
As soon as you grab the candy and start unwrapping the wrapper and eat a little bit, she gives you a little more and a little more and a little more. So, so for, for example, she'll come up, let's say that somebody's in, in the ministry that's trying to get really close to the pastor. She'll come and be like, or he, she, or he will come and she'll be like, Hey, I, I got a great revelation from God that I think is going to really help the church. Come on. You know, and I think, I, and it's only for me and you, you can't, it's something that you can't tell anybody else about, you know, she'll come with things like that because now she's got you in control because you've bit that sedu seducing thing that she's come with and you've bit it. And then she'll, she'll slowly open up other seductive ways and other things and she'll, she'll claw her way in. And the next thing you know, she's got in between your marriage. She'll come in between mm -hmm. your marriage with, with things. She'll if you're a ministry leader, she'll come in and she'll, she'll try to make the, the pastor hate the wife and, you know, make herself look way better and things like that. So I've noticed a very strong uh, seducing thing that comes with her, but it's subtle. It's subtle. And you have, listen, body of Christ, on, I can tell you better than anybody because I've been through it. You have to have discernment and you must in ministry have a prayer life come or on. you will, or you will trust me. And I'm not trying to put anybody in works. I'm just saying, if you're going to come against the kingdom of darkness, you must be able to discern when she's in your midst. Because I'm telling you, she's a snake. She's sneaky and she'll get beside you quicker than you know it. So discernment is very important. That spirit is one of the most prominent spirits today. I mean, we see it in society, right? We see it in the country. We see it all over the place. She is working her hand in America today. She's working her hand across the globe and she's trying to oppress people and put a strong spirit of control. That is the, one of the main spirits that's working in the world today. And it's time and it's time for the Elijah's. It's time. It's Elijah's. It's time for the Jehu's. The Jehu anointing. It's time for people that 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 actually ha can read First and Second Kings to understand how to come against and combat this spirit and raise up and read the book of Acts, of course, and raise up and confront this spirit. You have power and authority over Jezebel. Come on, bro. Always know that she is a defeated foe, but but she's sneaky, she's seductive. And here's another thing, and I'll I'll let you come and uh, talk a little bit more on it. But I've noticed if Jezebel is in the picture, there is always always sexual immorality mm. always there is always little doors there's pornography there's masturbation there's any type of immorality in the picture when she's playing around in a church or in a marriage you know so there's always going to be that in, in there and then there's control because she has to control because she can't let her information be out you know there's bitterness there's jealousy there's envy when that spirit is working there's gossip they're bite, backbiting there's slander there's attacking other ministers I mean, when that spirit is working, it is one of the most demonic, nastiest spirits I think I've ever seen in operation. But the only way it gets power is it has to get next to a person who has power. Come Just on. like when you saw Jezebel with Ahab, right? The uh, the Sidonian queen, right? The From the Phoenicians or wherever she was from, Sidonia, Phoenician queen. When she came in, she didn't have all that power. She was a, she she just had Ast was it Ashtoreth and Baal. Uh, she was connected to all that, and she got power by coming into a weak king, Ahab, and she wow. she used his authority and his power to push her agenda, and that's what that's what that's what happens every time with Jezebel. She has no true power of her own. She has to, I mean, she has the power of seduction, but she has to use somebody else's power to push her agenda. That's what I've learned. 
Yeah, and you know, Ahab was a soft leader. And when you're a warrior, listen, there's something about the warrior spirit, the Jehu spirit that confronts demonic powers. Like Jezebel ultimately gets defeated by someone that was willing to confront her. This is the call that God is sending out to us tonight is to start being confrontational. I know some of you watching, you're passive and you're like, I don't really like fighting. What the Christian life is a battle. Paul said, Timothy, you're a soldier. So you don't sign up to the army and they're like, oh, well, by the way, I know I'm signing up to an army, but I don't really like fighting. Paul says, no, a good soldier doesn't get entangled with civilian life. So the spirit of Jezebel, she latches on to passive people. She latches on to to weak leaders that don't have backbone that are not willing to confront her. And let me say this about the spirit of Jezebel. She's attracted to the anointing. I remember, man, I get saved and I was like, I'm never getting married because I had, you know, I was terrible. I was with this girl. I was in a relationship for years. In the meantime, we'd go off on a break for a week and I would get with this girl, with that girl. Then we'd get back together. I was just, I was bad. Like that was my absolute kryptonite. And I remember getting saved. I was like, I'm never going to look at a girl. I'm never going to talk to a girl. I want nothing to do with any girls, all this. I get saved. The anointing of God comes on me. I'm completely not giving anyone the time of day. And I have all these females that would never in a million years, like, let's just be honest here in a million years would never look at me, would never talk to me, would never text me, would never want the time of day. All of a sudden, all of these girls are blowing up my phone at church, at this, my old friends, old, and I'm, I'm like, what is going on? Number one, I know they're not, it's not, they don't, there's something, there's something then, them being like, oh, I'm attracted to Isaiah. But I realized this one thing of all these girls that were coming after me, they were not coming after me for looks or for personality or for none of that. Trust me, y'all come on 130 pounds. Let's be real here. There was a spirit of Jezebel that was attracted to the anointing. And my pastor would say, Isaiah, you always have to be careful because these women are going to be attracted to the anointing. Not only women, Jezebel is not gender specific. Remember guys, spirits don't have genders. So it might be the name Jezebel, but this could be a spirit in men. This could be a spirit in women. But I started realizing like, oh, these people are attracted to the anointing. That's what they're not attracted to me. They're attracted to the anointing because Jezebel, she's drawn to the prophets. In fact, the Jezebel spirit, her assignment, her, her assignment from the devil himself is to shut the mouth of the prophets. So if you have a Jezebel after you, it's because God's anointed you, because God has called you, because God has mandated you. And so instead of tolerating it, allowing it, now some of you are like, oh, they just want to be friends. Jezebel, write this down, doesn't want to be your friend. She doesn't want to be friends with you. She wants to destroy you. If you are a female, let's make sure that we're not staying only on guys and girls. If you're a female and there's that guy that's always around wanting, I just want to be your friend. I just want to be this. And there's a Jezebel spirit functioning in him and he's trying to control. He's trying to manipulate. He's trying to use witchcraft, prophetic words. Oh, God gave me a dream about you. God, gave, listen, Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. If you're always having that guy at church having a dream about you, first of all, ask him, why are you always dreaming about me, right? Like, why am I always up in your dreams? He always is a word for you, and it's always about what he wants you to do. I had a dream that God was showing me we're going to do this together. I had a dream. I just want to be your friend. Nothing about it. I know you're married. I know your husband's not saved and you're at the church all the time. That guy's in there. That's a Jezebel spirit trying to get up in there and wedge their way in between your marriage, wedge their way in between relationship. And remember, they're attracted. Like 
there, Jezebel's a heat-seeking missile and the, the and attracted to the anointing of God. And so you got to remember, as Je, as Elijah's preaching, doing his thing, Jezebel's after him to destroy him because she knows the anointing on his life. And so don't think those girls are trying to get after you because you have some good look or because you work out a lot. They're attracted to your anointing and you got to do everything in your power to protect the anointing. Listen to me, ladies. Everything in your power to protect the anointing on your life. So don't allow that spirit that's going to come entice you with lust that's going to come try to seduce you we look at this like bro think about all the ministers that we've seen fall in the last year right we can name them they're all over the internet they're all over the news always falling to sexual sin i would say 90 plus percent of them are not falling to drugs are not falling and i want you guys to think about this if you ever ask yourself like why are none of these guys falling to alcohol drugs like there's a lot of other things they can fall to 95 plus percent what do they fall to sexual sin they fall victim to a Jezebel spirit, to the spirit of Jezebel. In Revelation, the Bible says Jezebel was given a window to repent of her fornication. And the word fornication in the Greek is pornea, which is where we get the word pornography. So John's, Jesus is telling John, on an island, there's a spirit coming to the church against my people called the spirit of Jezebel, who's the spirit of pornography, and she's going to be seducing my prophets. She's going to be seducing my ministers. And friend, I'm telling you, it is time to break out of this seductive pornographic spirit. Tonight, if you're dealing with an addiction to pornography, if you're dealing with a sexual sin, there's 5,000 of you watching. Don't act like you're not. God is going to break the spirit of pornea. God is going to break the spirit of pornography. God is going to break the power of Jezebel. It's time for the prophets to come out of the cave. It's time for the prophets to come out of hiding and to begin to confront that spirit of Jezebel. One of the most, and I'll turn it over to you here, um, most mind-blowing verses when it comes to sexual sin, I've talked about this before, is Ecclesiastes 7.26. This is Solomon writing in Ecclesiastes, and this is what he says. This is so crazy. He says, I discovered, how did you discover it? How do you guys think? He says, I discovered that a seductive woman, now we know Jezebel seductive, is a trap that's more bitter than death. He goes, she's worse than death. And then he says this, watch this, Daniel. He says, her passion is a snare. Her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. So here's how he describes lust. He says, her soft hands are chains. Like this is complete bondage. This is complete devastation. He said, it's worse than death. Her trap is more worth, more worse than death itself. And so you have to realize, guys, this spirit of Jezebel, she wants to trap you. Pornography is not, oh, I'm just going on a website. Until you start seeing pornography for what it is, it is absolute poison. It's 100,000 times worse than anthrax. It's 100,000 times worse than rat poison. And every time you turn on your phone, every time you turn on your uh, Instagram feed or your internet and you start watching that, you're allowing poison into your body. You're allowing poison into your spirit. And Solomon, one of the wisest people in all of scripture, says it's absolutely worse than death. And in one verse, he actually says, it drags you down into hell. Like it literally drags you. So I believe tonight, someone needs to see pornography for what it really is. You need to see lust for what it really is. You think, oh, I'm just looking at the girl. I'm just admiring. You're allowing that seed of Jezebel. You're opening the door for that Jezebel spirit to come and shut down your passion, shut your spiritual eyes. It's running rampant and it's time for the Elijahs to wake up. It's time for you to come out of the cave and to break out of this Jezebel spirit. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. You talk about pornography and this is another revelation that I, I've, I've come to learn is as men and women, 
as you look at that person on the screen, it's a spirit, obviously, right? It's a Jezebel spirit. What happens is if you give yourself enough into it, is that same that same spirit you see on the screen starts to show up in the physical. I've learned mm. it. And now that spirit sends out its 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 workers, right? And because, you know, Jezebel's the, the the brewing demon, she sends her workers out and other people. And now you're in the gym, right? You're in the gym working out or you're at the job. And all of a sudden, that thing you're looking on the screen and, and the, the, the attributes and characteristics of what you're looking at is now facing you in the physical. So I've learned that you play with sin, right? It's like Delilah. You keep Come playing on. with her. You play with her enough. She eventually cuts your anointing off. She seeps you out. And that's what I've learned with people who give in to pornography all the way. You know, like I've said, I, I have history uh, dealing with this spirit, man. And I know what it does to you. I know how it takes you out. I know how it destroys you. You know, I know how it it'll bring you to ruin. I understand in Proverbs where it says that these the adulterous woman's footsteps mm. will lead you to hell. Like you said, it wow. will drag you into hell. And we think sometimes we go, oh, that means that I'm going to hell uh, in, a, in a spiritual sense. No, <laughs> it literally means your whole life is about to be empty and full of nothing. And what she does is when she gets done with you and when she gets done sucking the, the spiritual life out of you, she walks away with the nice flowy dress, with the nice makeup and goes to her next victim. And you're you're left on the ground like a dead person with nobody around you, with nothing, nothing in your pocket. Uh, everything's been destroyed and she doesn't care. And she's one. Now, here's the beautiful thing for everybody watching right now. Let's not get into doom and gloom. If you fell victim to that, If that has been your story, today you can repent and you can turn from that wickedness. And I promise you this, Jesus Christ of Nazareth will have grace and mercy on you and he will give you another shot. But you have to have the godly sorrow. You have to say, I am, I have been wicked. I have, I have turned from the goodness of God. I I have, I've prostituted God's salvation Mm. for my own, my own lusts, my own passions, my own desires. It's when you get to that place, I've learned that God's grace and his mercy comes upon you in such an incredible way. And he, he turns you literally into a whole new, uh, Holy ghost filled machine. And that now you have that testimony to bring against that witch and you can come against her and you can be like, Hey, you thought you had me Jezebel, but guess what? Your boy's back. And he's going to pull your little tail out the window. You're going to slam your head on the rocks. Blood's going to go everywhere. And the dogs are going to come eat you today. It's the end of you. So today, guys, that can go for somebody on here. Today is is the day of salvation. Today is the day of repentance. Today is the day of your freedom, guys. I believe the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here to break the bondage of Jezebel off of many men and women. Okay, this goes both ways. Like Isaiah said, many men and women suffer with this. You don't have to give in to seduction anymore. You can now be finally free from this wicked spirit so good and i want to talk for those of you that say oh well jezebel's a dead queen she can't be you know her spirit can't be alive you have to realize when we're talking about names of demons personalities of demons their name describes their function it's not like demons aren't named like they're born and then they get named isaiah or daniel or john demons names are the function that the demon carries out so if you see deal with a spirit and it says my name is jezebel that spirit is functioning the way jezebel function it's not like the spirit from all those understand friend these spirits that are alive and well on the earth are not just dead people from the bible you have spirits that are after like greek gods you have spirits that are after people from the bible you have spirits that are after personalities you have spirits that are after anxiety depression i've met spirits bro 
that are named after the person's mom. And it's like, wait, that's the spirit's name. But understand the way the mom abused her. That's the way the spirit abuses her. Or because, say, there was abuse in the family, right? And then now that spirit takes on that personality of whether it's the dad or the mom or the abuser. And that spirit is now the name of the abuser. So it's not like you might say, well, how could Jezebel? Because I see people in the comments, not a lot, but one or two said, Jezebel is not alive. She's a dead queen. Let me me prove to you that she's still alive and well on the earth. Revelation chapter 2. John writes to the church of Thyatira. Now remember, these letters are from John, from, let me say it again. These letters are from Jesus through John to actual literal churches. And these are not just literal churches, they're prophetic churches that represent the church of today. And here's what he says in Revelation 2. That Jesus writing to the church, he said, I have this complaint against, complaint against, complaint against you. You're permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray. And then he says, this is what she does. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her fornication. Therefore, I will throw on a bed of suffering. Those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I'll give to each of you whatever you deserve. And then he goes on basically saying, I'll bless those who didn't fall that are remaining true, that are, rema- that are remaining right. But I want, you to, I want you to understand something. God has given the church of Thyatira a choice. Now, Jezebel has been dead for over a thousand years, okay, when John writes this. But John is writing about a spirit from 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19 that's still alive in the end time church that is doing exactly what Jezebel did over a thousand years ago. She's causing the servants of God to commit adultery, the servants of God to eat food sacrificed to idols, the servants of God to worship the gods of this world, and she's not doing it outside the church. Are you guys hearing me tonight? There's 5,000 of you. Praise the Lord. Keep sharing. She's not doing it outside the church. She's in the church. She's now wormed her way in. And then this is what God says to the church. Here's what I have against you. You're permitting her to do this. Like nobody is standing up calling her out. Nobody's doing what we're doing, confronting her. And you're just allowing her to go around, teach my prophets, teach at the prophetic class, teach at the prayer meeting, do what she wants, control the church, control the marriage, control the move of God. And God says, enough is enough. And I'm telling you, for some of you leaders, some of you Christians, some of you pastors that have tolerated Jezebel, tonight God is saying, no more tolerating that woman who calls herself a prophet. No more allowing this spirit to lead the prophets and the servants of God astray. God is giving you a warning saying, listen, If you don't throw her out tonight, if you don't get rid of her tonight, then the judgment of God is going to come upon you. And the judgment of God is no joke. Friend, I'm telling you, you don't want to be God against you. You don't want to be, have the curse of God on your life. And so here's what he says. Those that overcome her, those that overcome what the spirit of Jezebel, he said, I'll give them the same authority I received from my father. And I will also give them the morning star Anyone with ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God says, I'm going to give you authority, and I'm going to give you the morning star if you overcome the spirit of Jezebel. What is the morning star? The morning star is Jesus. Revelation 22, Jesus is described as the morning star. So Jesus says, I'm going to give you not only my power, my presence, my anointing, but I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you supernatural power. It is time to come over, overcome the spirit of Jezebel. We are putting her on notice tonight. She hates being confronted. Remember, Jay 
they who confronted her. She hates coming to the surface. And I also want to say, Jezebel, what I found, bro, and you can touch on this as well. She works with other spirits. She's what I call a master spirit because I have never encountered the spirit of Jezebel by herself. She's always working with the spirit of confusion. She's working with the spirit of bitterness. She's working with the spirit of control. She's working with the spirit of lust. She's working with the spirit of anger, depression. And what I found in deliverance is Jezebel, when you're casting demons out of people, she'll send all of her little minions and she'll send all of the weaker demons out first to distract you. So what you'll find is you're doing a deliverance, you're casting demons out of somebody and you deal with say anxiety, you deal with depression, you deal with fear. You're dealing with all these low ranking demons. And then if you're not careful, you'll allow Jezebel to stay. And then at the very end, all of a sudden Jezebel surfaces. She's a master spirit. She's a queen spirit. She rules. Remember the queen had lots of people under her control. She had lots of people under her command. So it's not just Jezebel, it's all these other spirits that she sends out and in deliverance, usually if the demon's not dumb, which a lot of them are, the strongest demon will send all the little demons out so that you're doing deliverance, you cast out five or six demons and you give up. You're like, all right, the deliverance is done. We're tired, let's go home. Not realizing the root who's Jezebel, the master chief demon, Jesus called it the strong man, is still there and is now going to wreak havoc still on that person's life and invite all those demons back that you cast out. So you have to realize that this demon is crafty and smart. And let me say this about Jezebel. She's not lukewarm like you are. She's not compromised like you are. She's not halfway in, halfway out. She is fully committed to the cause of shutting down the church. And here's what God is saying to you tonight, Elijah. You have to be just as committed and just as serious and just as strong coming against this spirit as she is coming against you. The same way the devil torments you, you got to start tormenting the devil. The same way the devil's trying to confuse you, you got to start confusing the kingdom of darkness. So I think we got to take the fight, man, to the enemy and stop allowing that spirit and that power to bully us. Let's fight back tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, man. I'm in total agreement with everything you said. And, and one of the other things I noticed with her when she's about to service. So I noticed in deliverance, sometimes people miss this part is she will laugh. And yep. sometimes people, people will Come go, on. oh, that's the, that's the joy Say of it. the Lord. And yeah, it's true, man. And they will stop right there. And I tell them, I'm like, yo, I know that laugh. And that laugh is that mocking spirit that's yep. hiding her. She, that's usually the spirit right before she, she rears her head, she'll send the mocker out. And then the mm. mocker will be like, like, it's like a jester. It's like her jester, you know, he, she sends her jester out. He does the laughing. Then he gets scared. You got to cast him out. And then she shows up in anger and rage and this, ah, oh, how did you find me? You weren't supposed to see me. Oh man of God, you feel so powerful. You know, she starts uh, doing all that stuff that you know she does. And then you just cast her out after that. So that was just uh, one little nugget I wanted to throw out there. But man, you're right. We got to stand up in this hour. We have to walk in authority. That's what the church needs in this hour. And I think the revival we're seeing right now is a revival of authority. If you really, really want to put something on it, it's a revival of authority within the church because we have to walk in supernatural power that comes from God above through his sweet sacrifice through Jesus Christ, obviously sent by his Holy Spirit. We have to operate in this hour in that supernatural power. We can't have casual Christianity it, and, and we can't, we can't have this, 
this this oh let's social distance and sit in church on Sunday let's let's abide by the rules type stuff in a mega church somewhere no we can't have it anymore it's in it's just a time where we can't have the lukewarmness like you said she's not lukewarm why are we going to be lukewarm and if you're too hot like like Isaiah said if you're too hot for your church then that just means your season's up. Get your well respects from the pastor and go on to the next season and go to a place you can continue to thrive and grow in a community with the same mindset, one heart, one mind, one spirit in unity. And you're going to see that axe move that you've been praying for. And you're going to see the greater glory that you've been praying for too, because you're in like-minded people doing the same thing. And that's what God's doing is he's, I believe he's connecting the body in such a way with like-mindedness to where his power can be displayed in such an incredible, glorious, majestic way that brings Jesus Christ the glory that he's always deserved, man. I believe that's the type of revival we're in. And we're in a revival of God's authority up on the church for sure. Come on, man. So good. You know, another thing I wanted to touch on Jezebel does is she brings depression. And I think this is overlooked because we see depression as normal now in the church. So pastors are depressed and they say it's normal and they're discouraged and they say it's normal. But understand, guys, her assignment and it's the spirit we're talking about, of course, is to discourage you, is actually to get you to quit. Like the devil's goal, if you're watching this, is to get you to give up, is to get you to quit. And so you might say, well, why do I feel discouraged? It's Jezebel at work. Why do I feel so depressed? It's Jezebel at work. I want, I want, I want to think about this. Elijah got a word after his greatest victory that Jezebel wanted to kill him. Someone came and said, Elijah, you just had your greatest victory on Mount Carmel. Like if y'all read the chapters before this and, but Jezebel wants to kill you. And now Elijah's under a tree. The Bible says discouraged and depressed, suicidal saying, Lord, just kill me. I want you to kill me over a girl. Think about this. Yo, I don't think, I don't think most people know this over a girl. He never even met. You guys know there's not one place in scripture where Elijah and Jezebel met, never. Her one word spoken to the, to the servant or the messenger, the messenger comes and that one word brings discouragement, brings depression, brings anxiety. And I want to say something because I feel the Holy Spirit saying this. Someone in this chat right now, a word was spoken over you by a pastor. A word was spoken over you by a leader. And you got to realize witchcraft is carried through words because now Elijah is all victorious, passionate. You know, a chapter ago, he's screaming, whose side are you on Israel? Choose today whom you serve. And then the next chapter, he's sitting in a tree. I don't, I don't know what I've been called to do. There's nobody else out there. God, just kill me now. That's a demonic spirit of witchcraft that came over Elijah that wanted to get him to quit. And here's a sad reality. Ultimately, Jezebel won over Elijah. I don't think people realize this. Jezebel won because Elijah would never perform another miracle. He would never do another exploit. This would be his downfall. This woman would literally stop one of the most powerful men of God in scripture all because she spoke death threats over him. And I want to speak over someone because I hear the Lord saying, a pastor has spoken death threats over your spiritual life, saying, if you leave my covering, you'll never amount to anything. If you leave this church, you'll never be a, uh, this or that. And they spoke those words of death. And tonight, in Jesus' name, we break every word of death. We break every threat off of you now that a leader, a preacher, a husband, a wife, maybe you had a husband say, you're never going to amount to anything. Maybe you had a parent say, when you were seven years old, you're always going to be dumb. We break those spirits of witchcraft. We break the power of Jezebel now. In Jesus' name, those word curses are being broken in Jesus' name. See, Jezebel speaks word curses, but the Holy Spirit has a better word. 
And the Holy Spirit says, you're more than a conqueror in Christ. The Holy Spirit says, I have plans for you. I have a purpose for you. I have a destiny for you. And it's time for you to get out from under that tree. Come on, Holy Ghost, help me preach tonight. It's time for you to get out of discouragement. Discouragement, come out in Jesus' name. I am no longer going to be discouraged. I am no longer going to allow de depression. It's time for depression to go. It's time for depression to get off the church in Jesus' name. Stop allowing Jezebel to discourage you. Discouragement means a lack of courage or confidence. And God is saying it's time to get your confidence back. It's time to get your courage back. One of the most powerful prophets in Scripture has now lost his boldness, has now lost his courage, and got, and the devil used a Jezebel spirit to try to shut him down. So tonight, I believe that's another thing, bro. Witchcraft is being broken off of people tonight in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. I'm, I'm in full agreement, man. You, you got it, bro. Anything else you wanted to touch on with that spirit that you've seen at work? Yeah, man. I mean, like, like I said, you know, she's, she's, you just got it. You guys, some of you may be like, like in bed with her and not even realize it. Okay. She's sneaky. She's, she's seductive. I, I know that there's a, and here's one of the, here's a good way to know if she's in bed with you. If you're making excuses for what you're doing, then mm. you're probably in bed with Jezebel. If men and women of God, and even some people of the most random people are coming to you, trying to get a message across and telling you truth that is biblical, yet you're continuing to ignore it, you're probably, there's a good chance you're in the bed with Jezebel. So I would just say, have your eyes and ears spiritually open to what the Lord is saying and doing. Take the small hints that let you know she's close. Don't ignore it. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll win and you'll, you'll overcome what she's trying to do in your life. But remember, she's, she's sneaky, man. She's sneaky, but, but, but the Holy Spirit is way more wiser than her. Yeah, and one thing you touched on earlier, she's a controlling spirit. So she wants to control yeah. the move of God. She wants to control the prayer meeting. You know, you have people in these prayer meetings that have a spirit of Jezebel functioning through them that might not even know it. Like there's people that have Jezebel and don't even realize there's a spirit functioning that is always having to come up with a new word, a new revelation. And what happens is they take the attention off of God and they put the attention on themselves. They take the right. attention off of what God is doing and they put the attention of what they're doing. And so she loves to put on a show. Remember Jezebel's in the church calling herself a prophetess. So she's preaching. She's out there doing ministry, being this prophet of God. And I know more than the pastor and come listen to me listen if you have people around you if you're in a move of god you're in a spirit-filled church and you have people around you trying to convince you to leave the church trying to convince you drawing you away i know more than the pastor i know more than the leader that is a jezebel spirit because if you're going to leave if you feel the lord telling you to leave your church leave by yourself don't take anybody with you. If God is telling you to leave, he didn't tell them to leave. But what Jezebel does if, when she leaves a church is she tries to take as many people as she can with her because she's a control spirit. First Kings 21, 25 says this. There's never, there was never anyone like Ahab who committed himself to doing what was displeasing to the Lord. So Ahab, Ahab made it his goal to do everything he could to displease the Lord. But I want you to see in verse 25 what it says. And here's the key. At the instigation of his wife Jezebel. So Ahab goes, I'm going to be the worst king Israel's ever had, but I'm going to do it at the mercy, at the instigation of my wife Jezebel. So Ahab was a puppet to Jezebel. And in fact, the name Jezebel literally means unhusband. It means someone that's not willing to submit, that's not willing to, be, to cut covenant, that's not willing to be faithful. 
If you're bouncing from church to church to church and you're not willing to cut covenant with a pastor or a leader or to be faithful to anyone or anything, Jezebel is working in your life. Let me say that because you're like, wow. you've been shouting this whole time. You're like, get him, Isaiah. Now you're like, oh, maybe I have a spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel means the name, the name means unhusband. It means not committed, not faithful. And so that Jezebel spirit will get you church to church. And here's what she does. Everybody else is the problem but you. Listen to me. If you've been to 10 different churches in the last two years, the pastor's not the issue. You are the issue. If you've been from place to place, ministry to ministry, always changing the name of the ministry, always doing something new, always getting a new vision, you have these people, again, I got to be careful because I want to call any of my friends out too much here, but they're like new venture, new ministry, new name, new vision, new dream, every week, new dream, and I'm going to go do this now, and God's showing me this, and God said this, and God said that, and it's always something different, and it's never committed that's a Jezebel spirit because Jezebel doesn't want to commit to authority. She doesn't want to submit to authority. So Jezebel is going to always be breaking covenant, always be breaking, always trying to get people out of the church. And I've seen this happen. I've been a part of churches where the pastor always had to get Jezebel's approval, always had to get that girl in the church, that prayer. I got to ask the intercessor if we could have revival. I got to ask this. Don't let Jezebel tell you what to do, pastor. Don't let Jezebel try to run your prayer meeting, try to shut down. Another thing she did is she shut down the altars. She destroyed all of the godly altars that they had built. Jezebel hates the altar. Listen, if you have someone in your church saying, we need to cut the altar time short because, you know, we got to get new people in and out. That's a Jezebel spirit. She cuts down the altars. She breaks the altars and she erects altars to Baal, altars to Asherah. She wants to build these altars to demonic gods, bring the world in. And God is saying, it's time to restore the altar back in the church. How do you know she does that? Because what did Elijah do? He rebuilt the altar that they, that Jezebel had destroyed in the prophets of Baal. These were her puppets. And God says, it's time to build the altar. Now, let me let me zoom in here before we go into mass deliverance in have you allowed the spirit of Jezebel to destroy the altar in your life have you allowed the spirit I'm, I'm talking to you the 5200 of you that are watching I'm talking to you I'm not talking to the pastor the leader have you allowed the spirit of Jezebel to destroy the altar do you have an altar in your life do you have an altar where there's a place in you that says I'm gonna sacrifice I'm going to lay something down. I'm going to give you this, Lord. There's an altar. I want to be the altar where the Holy Spirit dwells. I want to be the altar where the fire of God. Remember, the altar is the place where, where something dies, where the fire can fall. And so God is saying, don't let Jezebel tell you you don't have to lay stuff down. Don't let Jezebel tell you you don't have to lay down an offering because I've seen this, man. Jezebel will tell you you can live however you want. You can fornicate. You can drink, you can party, you can watch what you want to watch, you can do what you want to do, and God is still okay with it. That's a Jezebel spirit. God is looking for sacrifice. God is looking for offering, and God is looking for the church to lay something down. I think we have this, you know, and I'll turn it over to you here, this half in, half out, don't know what side you're on, and God is saying, choose a side, choose who you're going to serve today, and stop being half in and half out. It's time to rebuild the altars that Jezebel has destroyed. Yeah, it's either hot or cold, man. There's no in between, and I've learned that too. You just you, you got to choose this day who you will serve. Who is your master? You know who who do you have allegiance to? You know, and uh, I think I'm listening to what you're saying, man. I'm hey guys, let me tell you, Isaiah knows <laughs> this. On, hey, hey, he's just called. There is not a crack that she can hide in after tonight. I Come think on. if you have a Jezebel spirit, guys, 
you know it after tonight. There's no more excuses. If you if you fit into any of these things that have been said tonight, you get rid of it. Guys, like I've said before, I'm I'm totally transparent in this. I I've danced with her. I I know how easy it is to get it into your life. That's part of my testimony. That's part of my story. But but you can get her out. You can push her out of your life. Find the corner, find the crook, find the cranny. And tonight as we pray, or as Isaiah prays, and we 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 cast this witch out, man. Let her come out the window of your soul. Don't let her have you anymore after tonight. I'm telling you, man, you've given some deep, deep good revelation. It's simple stuff, but it's so deep. It's so needed right now because as God is uh, is sparking what he's doing in the earth right now, he needs that pure and spotless bride. He needs that surrendered bride, that sold out bride that's willing to serve him, that has the lamp full and not half empty. He's, he's here wanting that type of bride. And I think tonight you're going to see a lot of people even on this live stream and chat catch fire like they've never caught before. So, man, I just applaud you with all this great info that you've put out tonight. Come on, man. Let's let's do this. We're going to talk about uh, Jezebel's defeat here, and then we're going to go into prayer. So, ultimately, here's what happened. Uh, Jezebel ultimately defeats Elijah. God says, Elijah, get up. There's 7,000 prophets that haven't bowed. Go anoint Elisha. Elisha anoints Jehu. And this is what the Bible says in a nutshell. I won't give it to you verse for verse. The Bible says, Jehu rode up to Jezebel's palace. I want you to notice this. Elijah runs from Jezebel. Jehu runs towards Jezebel. He confronts Jezebel. So tonight, you need to confront what's going on in your life. You need to confront the witchcraft. You need to confront the sexual immorality. You need to confront the controlling relationship. Hey, you may need to break up with someone tonight. You may, you may need to get a new group. Maybe you don't need to get deliverance from a demon. You need to get delivered from your friend group. And you need to stop oh, letting man. Jezebel Christians try to shut you down and try to tell you, oh, it doesn't take all that. You don't need to be radical and we don't need to do deliverance. We don't need to lay hands on the sick. We don't need to preach. Stop letting Jezebel Christians try to tell you what God has told you to do that you don't need to do it. So you're telling me you know more? Okay, okay. So Jehu rides up, the Bible says. Jezebel's on the balcony, and I love what the Bible says. It says she's painting her face, when really we know she's putting on makeup. She's on the balcony, putting on makeup, surrounded by three eunuchs. Here comes Jehu. Now, eunuchs were those that had been castrated. So, like, Jezebel literally castrates. That's a whole nother sermon. I got an hour and a half video on Jezebel if you want to go watch it. But I talk about the way that Jezebel spiritually castrates you. So, these eunuchs had been castrated their manhood literally had been removed. Their passion had been removed. Their fire had been removed. They are now Jezebel's puppets. They got no backbone. They cannot reproduce themselves at all. They've been completely, completely cut off of everything that made them who they were. And here comes Jehu. He comes to the balcony and says, who's on the Lord's side? And this is what we're telling you tonight. If you want to defeat Jezebel, the number one thing you need to do is to choose whose side you're on. And the Bible says the eunuchs, decide that they're on the Lord's side. They pick up Jezebel and the eunuchs, not Jehu, the eunuchs throw her out the window. And here, I know it's graphic, but the Bible says her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses and Jehu trampled her blood under his feet. That's what the Bible says. And the dogs ate her. But I believe tonight, God is saying it's time to trample this spirit under our feet that you've been given all power. Come on, somebody needs to throw Jezebel out of the balcony of their soul. Somebody needs to throw Jezebel out the window tonight. You've tolerated her for too long and God has sent us with a prophetic word to say, Jezebel, enough is enough. I'm cutting you off. I'm praying, Daniel, I'm praying tonight, Lord, if there's any inroads of Jezebel in my life, if there's anyone in my life that's trying to come in and somehow get in my life, 
get in my ministry, get in my team. I'm cutting off every tie. I'm pushing every Jezebel spirit. I'm pushing every Jezebel power. Jezebel, I know you're listening. We put you on notice tonight. We know what you're up to. We know what you're doing. We're not these soft, weak Christians. We're coming at you in the spirit of Jehu. We got that warrior spirit and we're going to confront you tonight in Jesus name. So right now, Here's what I want to do. I want y'all, we're going to go right into it. I'll pray and then I'll have Daniel pray. I want you to renounce the spirit. I want you to renounce all spirits of Jezebel. I want you to renounce all spirits of anxiety. I want you to renounce all spirits of discouragement. I want you to renounce all spirits of depression. I'm telling you right now, somebody is breaking out of depression. Somebody is breaking out of discouragement. You might be crying. Don't stop. Keep going. Let it, let it come out. Let it happen. God is transforming you right now. So I want you to say, Jezebel, you have no power over me. Come on, say it right now. Jezebel, you have no power over me. Jezebel, you're leaving in Jesus' name. And then I want you to say this. Every spirit attached to Jezebel must go in Jesus' name. And then I want you to say this. Every relationship that's fueled by Jezebel I sever it in Jesus' name. Come on right now. Ask the Lord to cut off everything in your life that is causing deception, that is controlling you, that is manipulating you. Maybe you're a pastor or leader. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that Jezebel spirit so that you can cut it off. Now, here's what I want to say. Those that have the Jezebel spirit that don't even know it, that are functioning in churches, controlling, God's going to deliver you tonight. I have had, and Daniel, you can attest to this, person after person after person say, I didn't even know I had a Jezebel spirit. A lot of you people that have it don't even know. And tonight, the Holy Spirit is going to break it in Jesus' name. So now that you've renounced, we're going to command this thing to leave you right now. I commend every Jezebel spirit to go now. Every demonic power, every demonic spirit of Jezebel, of witchcraft, we come against you now. You have no power. You have no strength. The Lord rebukes you. I command you up and out now in Jesus' name. Out of the mouth, into the abyss now. Go. Leave these people. Come out now. I know a lot of you in the chat are manifesting. Go in Jesus' name. The Lord rebukes you, Satan. We cancel your plans. We cancel your assignments. We cancel your strategies. We plead the blood against you, Satan. And we command you to go right now. Go now. Go. Anxiety. Go in Jesus' name. Pornography. Spirit of pornea. Go in Jesus' name. Every spirit of lust. Every spirit of pharmacia. Every spirit of addiction. We break you in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray right now, release your deliverance power. Release the deliverance anointing. Father, raise up those warriors. Lord, release that warrior spirit, that spirit of power and boldness in this house. Father, we're asking you for a deliverance anointing right now over every house, over their children, over their marriages. Go for it, Daniel, if you want to just pray. We just pray deliverance and breakthrough in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I, I I was hearing the the pain of Jezebel, the the venom of Jezebel. I command right now yeah. all pain from that spirit, all venom from that spirit, the lingering after effects of that spirit. I command it to be removed from your life right now, in Jesus' name. Even body pain that may yes. have come in from being in agreement with that spirit, we command all body pain to be healed. I hear somebody's knees have given out because you were in agreement with that spirit and it broke your foundation. So we command strength 
strength back in your knees, cartilage, tendons, muscles be restored. We restore the foundation. We, we take you off of that sand and we put you on the rock who is Jesus Christ so you can stand firm once again. We call back, uh, we remove all that division, all that disruption between marriages right now. Say in it. Jesus' Say name, it. we remove her and her dark wickedness from marriage beds, from, from phones, from, from lust of the eyes. We command all of it to just be released and took off right now. So we command that venom of Jezebel to come out of every man, every woman right now. In Jesus' name, every spirit of control and manipulation, the manipulative, seducing ways, we command it to go. The lies that have penetrated people's ears. I hear deafness in the spirit, not deafness in the physical, but deafness in the spirit because of listening to the venom of Jezebel. I command your ears to actually leak out that venom, even in the physical right now, where you have listened to the lies of Jezebel, how she's come and seduced you as even, I hear there's people that's been called as prophets and you've been seduced by this spirit. I command that seducing spirit to come off of God's prophet right now. I command your mouth to speak again with boldness, to speak with authority, to speak with strength that comes from above, not in your might, but by God's spirit, says the Lord. I command that to come upon you right now. The spirit of Elijah that will stand firm in this hour. I command that spirit to come upon each and every person watching right now so we can stand against the wiles of Jezebel, that Jehu anointing that will push Jezebel out the windows. We command that to come now and we command every demonic force, that mocking spirit, we command it out of your life that's that's coming against you internally and telling you that you're a nobody. You'll never do anything. We cancel the mocker's uh, voice right now in Jesus' name. And we command Jezebel, you come up and out the window now and you be eaten by the dogs of Jezreel right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, I feel too, man. The Holy Ghost is restoring dreams. Some of you are sitting under that tree. Your dreams have died. Your vision has died. You've forgotten that God has called you as a prophet to this nation. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would resurrect every dead dream, that you would resurrect every dead vision, that you would remind them that you've called them, that they are anointed by you. And Lord, those dreams that have gotten stagnant, we pray, Holy Spirit, activate those things now. Activate those visions they once had. Lord, greater, that they'll do even greater things than they've ever done before. Father, we just ask you right now, release your Holy Spirit, release dreams, release visions, release passion over them. Maybe you've gotten the passion sucked out of you. You say, man, I used to be like you, Daniel. I used to be like you, Isaiah. I was passionate. Today is your day to get your passion back. Today is your day to get your praise back. Don't let Jezebel steal your praise. Don't let Jezebel steal your passion. Don't let Jezebel steal your shout. We command that spirit to come off of you now. Praise again, shout again worship again don't let her to get you calm don't let her get you quiet don't let her get you stagnant god's going to release a boldness god's going to release a boldness maybe you've let that spirit castrate you that you've never reproduced you've never made new disciples you've never reproduced yourself in anyone and i pray right now that you will bear fruit in jesus name that you will make disciples in jesus name that you will bear fruit worthy of repentance in jesus name jezebel no longer will make you a eunuch She'll no longer make you silent. She'll no longer steal your passion or your praise. But tonight, and I pray this, every spirit that is under Jezebel's control, we break your power now in Jesus' name. 
Every weak spirit that's being ran by Jezebel, we cancel that plan. Every spell, every hex, every incantation, all voodoo, we come against it now in Jesus' name. It is broken by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom. Tonight, Lord, free your people. We pray healing over bodies right now as Daniel prayed, Lord, heal their bodies in Jesus' name. Lord, restore their bodies in Jesus' name. God, do what only you can do. I just pray, Holy Spirit, activate the gifts of the Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit be released right now. Maybe your husband's under that power, under that Spirit. And I even feel the Lord saying right now that there's some of you that your husband's been out flirting. Your husband's been out texting that girl at work. You, you busted him, calling this. He says, oh, it's innocent. I come against now that assignment of Jezebel. Come off our marriage in Jesus' name. Come off our marriage in Jesus' name. Maybe it's just, oh, they're just friends. No, we come against that Jezebel spirit that's trying to ruin your marriage, that's trying to defile the marriage bed. We break it now in Jesus' name. Jezebel's tried to steal your intimacy. We break it now in Jesus' name. The devil is a liar. We come against him now. He has no power. Holy Ghost, have your way. Thank you, Lord. Father, fill him with your Holy Spirit. Fill him with the Holy Ghost, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Those that want to be filled right now, I just pray, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them right now. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit and power. You said if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more does the Holy Spirit want to give to those that mask? Right now, Holy Spirit, fill them in Jesus' name. Lord, do what only you can do. We're not asking you, Jezebel, to leave. We're telling you right now. She's not going to stop you any longer. This is a new move of God for you. This is a new fire for you. You'll never be the same. I speak this over you now. You will never be the same. But tonight is your day of encounter. Tonight is your day of breakthrough. Break off that spirit of religion that, oh, you're not going to get it. You're going to get it in Jesus' name because the Bible says if you ask for something good, he'll give you something good. So right now, just ask for the Holy Spirit. Come on, Jezebel can't stop you. The devil can't stop you. Nothing could stop the Holy Ghost from filling you. Holy Spirit, fill him right now. Holy Spirit, fill him right now. Baptize them in power. Fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to pray, Daniel, before we close out here. Thank you, Lord. No, we covered it. We covered the covered the tracks, man. Come on, man. Thanks. Awesome. I, th I think she's out the window, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for being on tonight. Is there anywhere else, anything you wanted to announce, anywhere they can find you, any events you got going on? I know there's 5,500 people on, so I want to make sure that we plug everybody into what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you can find me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.